Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little something-something riding on the game. But what happens when the season is over? At my bookie, there is no off-season. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, boxing, heck, table tennis, MMA, and more. If they got it, you can bet it. If the games are being played, the line is on the board at my bookie. Just remember, where you bet, though, is every bit as important, if not more so than what you're betting on. That's why I tell all my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big whatever, or these guys are in the market. Nah, Johnny come latelys. You want to trust them? Trust the bookie I've been working with for years, my bookie. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does it matter? Oh, I don't know. Maybe a million reasons. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code CHARLIE, ZULU, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. That's promo code ZABE. And get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid with mybookie.ag. You've heard me talk about Tacovas, the company carrying on all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. Well, longtime listener Jeremy emailed me to say, Zabe, I was on a work trip to Austin, knew about Tacovas from the podcast, stopped into the store. Next thing you know, I've got a damn good pair of boots and I'm looking sharp with a nice buzz to boot. Giddy up. Tacovas believes in Western for all. And you can feel that when you stop in one of their stores and get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. If you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 at Tacovas.com. Just use promo code ZABE. That's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo at checkout. It's a $30 value and they sell out fast. Only at Tacovas.com. This is where the DJ talks. Don't say anything. Okay. Oh, yeah. Feeling good right now. Gonna nail this son of a gun. Okay. Good day and welcome to our single. I'm Bob McKenzie, and this is my brother Doug. How's it going, eh? And we say hello to Paul Charchian from guillotineleagues.com. From the great white north of Minneapolis, Minnesota, land of the Vikings, land where it still snows deep into April, and there's not a goddamn thing you can do about it! Where it doesn't stop snowing. Did I pretty much nail it there? Uh, well, you hit two things dead on. One is your Getty Lee has become basically perfect, and... Number two is I am looking at a backyard filled with snow right now. It is uh, April 5th, 16th, 17th, 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 April 17th right it's now. A dagger. Unbelievable. Well, we have very set believable. the very believable. We have very set cool. the all time Minneapolis record for snowiest winter in history. 
Well, there Which you is go. saying a lot. We've had a lot of snowy winters. You always get the cold. Sometimes you get the snow with the cold. This was one That's of right. those years. All right. Correct. We got a lot to talk about today. Jalen Hurts gets paid. Athletes and fans, it is about the money. Past my bedtime. That bird don't come here no more. Tidy garages. Manfred's inadvertent truth. Wait, wait, hear me out. Succession. Worst father of the year. And Brian Davis, not a billionaire. Okay, let's get started. Topic one. Jalen Hurts gets paid. How do you like the Eagles quarterback? Boom. Get in the bag right before the train of money and gold bullion is about to stop in Burrowville on its way out to um, uh, Chargers quarterback. Uh, Justin Herbert, the air bear. Herbert's Herbert's town. Next stop, Burrowsville. Final destination, Herbertstown. <laughs> it was a it's a well timed move by the best GM in football, Howie Roseman. You know he they've got their guy, and not only is Hertz a remarkable athlete, as everybody everybody listening already knows that. But if you don't know, a plus character guy. I mean, it's as good as it gets. So he's somebody you feel good about not changing when you give him the money. And as you as you correctly noted. The key here was the timing. You wanted to get this deal done. And it's obviously, it's a great deal. It's $51 million a year, a good chunk of that guaranteed. But you wanted to get it done before Burrow and Herbert probably likely ratcheted up even higher so that you can answer, you can say we made our quarterback the highest paid quarterback, which he will be for, I don't know, two weeks or something. And then sure. those guys will hit. So, yeah, it's I, you're never, I don't think you're going to find anybody who doesn't think it's, it's a great move. But here's the thing, Zay. And this is the challenge for all of these teams that end up with the luxury of an awesome quarterback is now you got to pay him and you don't get that rookie deal anymore. Now you got to make the rest of your team fit into that cap structure. And now that's, you know, that becomes a new challenge. Two things have never happened in your lifetime or mine. One, an NFL team has never sold for less money than it did before. Correct. And the price of quarterbacking has never gone down across the board. Since the league made the decision that they want a passing league, which is mm-hmm. essentially a TV show about quarterbacks, and they liberalized <laughs> they liberalized the rules, right, Charles? Yes, and yes, they said we want so. we want on average three and a half touchdowns per team if we can get it per game. That's our that's our sweet spot. Back when yes. the, back when the NFL was having a rash of six three scores and nine to three scores, they're like fuck this noise. What can we do? And they turned up the volume, and that made passing a premium. And so the league now hinges around two numbers. Two numbers. You ready? Mm-hmm. See if you're. See if you get what these numbers are. Okay. Two point six and four point four. One of them is billions of dollars per year in their TV rights deal. It's not a bad guess. Let me refine that so it's a more fair question. These refer to measurements for the players on the field. So it has nothing to do with money. These are measured, not quite stats, but 2.6 and 4.4. Give up? Touchdowns? Are those touchdowns per game? No. Okay. I'll just tell tell it to you because I'm not not in the business of trying to make any of my guests look in all. Foolish. I'm in, you're not. I'm in the business of doing that to myself. <laughs> 2.6 is the average time to pass in this league. Ah. Average time to release. 
So we live in a 2.6 second quarterback world. You've got to hut hike, 1,001, 1,002, and gone. That's it. That's all you got, 2.6 seconds. And the 4.4 is the closer your quarterback, who's living in a 2.6 world, can run a 40 and (laughs) 4.4, the closer he is, that makes him even more valuable. You, You dial down either one of those numbers, the other number better go up a little bit to compensate, right? Yeah, you'd hope so, right? I mean, if you if you're somebody that that can't afford to take that kind of time in the pocket, your offensive line stinks. You better have some mobility. Right, get out of the way. Right. So I'm not sure Jalen Hurts is as good as this contract says, but I know the cost of not having Jalen Hurts is way too yes. steep. So they exactly. figured out, let's go ahead and pay him. He could be the yep. next Kirk in that regard. A faster Kirk, if you will. He's professional. He's a grinder. This is his job. He's not fucking around. How about the fact you didn't hear anything about this? None of his people yeah, leaked this that? at all. They weren't yeah. talking about this or that. Compare that to Lamar Jackson and ask oh. yourself, if you're an owner, who would you rather be in business with? Jalen Hurts or Lamar Jackson? Right. And, you know, and this makes this puts a squeeze on Lamar Jackson because this deal doesn't have all of the guaranteed money that he wants. This deal's got like 160 million in guaranteed money. He wants 260 million in guaranteed money. So this puts a squeeze on him because we, you know, Jalen Hurts has taken his team to a Super Bowl. You know, and we haven't gotten we have not gotten that yet out of Lamar Jackson. So Jackson's right. in this is in the grinder right now, and this deal does not help him. And you raise a very salient point: the highest paid quarterback does not mean you're the best quarterback. It just means you're, you're a latest. very good quarterback whose deal has come right. up next. Right, <laughs> exactly right. So that said, uh, what's boiling up there in Minnesota? I hear that uh, now you're looking to get out of the Dalvin Cook business too. Yes, that is uh, that is a fact. This team has got seventeen million dollars in the running back position, which no team in the league does anymore. Aye, when aye, you've aye, got aye. that, you you cut Zeke, right? Is you know when you've got those kind of numbers at that position. Where's, the Vikings are the where's most the seventeen million? Cap. How does it allocate? It, oh, it allocates between Cook and then they just re-upped Alexander Madison, Madison for big money, which doesn't make any sense because he's just money. a guy. What's Eight his- million a year. Ooh, okay. I know. I know. Good guy. Smart guy. I like him. I've interviewed him many times. Good guy. He he's, is- he's bursty. He's got a good nose for the end zone and for the pylon. He's okay. But he's I mean, okay. what is he? Eight carries a game? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> okay. that's it. Wow, well, that's a lot. A wild, by the way, wild turkey just came trotting through my backyard. Dude. Wild turkey alert. Oh, I should release the dogs. They will go crazy. Oh, yeah. Pepper and scraps. Look Pepper out. and scraps. If they see the wild turkey. Oh, 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 man. I wonder, by the way, if the United States wide population of wild turkeys is on the rise. Because it has to be. Well, okay. So you got one in your backyard. You live in suburbia. Yeah. I live out in the country on 10 acres, and of course, we've got wild turkeys. You must get here. them a lot. Yeah. Well, yeah. We, we, we've, we've had them a fair amount, but this spring, I've seen wild turkey more than ever before. And I saw. Yep. Them. What are you doing? You're like, you're I'm like, getting the dogs outside. Pepper, scraps, attack, attack. We'll see. Do we get excitement? Give me, Do give we, me play by play if they're doing it. Well, the, the wild turkey went over the berm. Doggone oh, okay. it. Wild turkey's out of sight. I can see the head. 
But by the is time it, I got there, Wild Turkey was is now out of sight. Doggone it. it. Oh, are, and there are, he goes. He's running now. Oh, he's fast. He's He can oh. easily do a 4-8-40. He is dashing <laughs> through the backyards he, right now, heading into the street. Oh, it, it might oh, be Thanksgiving dinner right now. He's through the street. It's up. There's a lot of traffic, Zabe. This is very touch and go. He's he's slowed down, but he is crossing now. There is there he has made it across the street despite an oncoming pickup truck. <laughs> Turkey is now safely away from the yard. Holy shit. That that was the most exciting turkey play-by-play since Les Nessman on WKRP <laughs> described the turkey drop in which he had no idea the birds couldn't fly. Did not fly. That was some epic 70s, 80s television. Yeah. For sure, one of the one of the great moments of a great show. So I, uh, I I I saw a wild turkey, a tom, the male as they call them, with yes. its full on feathers puffed out like you see in all the you know the books, yeah. the Thanksgiving books and the comic books. Like this is what a turkey looks like, and it was a breathtaking sight to see in the wild. They're badass. Yeah, yeah, and he was of course chasing chasing a girl. It's all about a girl, as always. That always is. Showing his, always is. Showing have his you, plumage. Yeah, you have too, my friend. <laughs> oh, boy. We all, we all have, haven't we? All right, topic number two, athletes and fans. It is about the money. There is a, there is a personal injury lawyer that advertises on our station, Warshavsky and Company. It is about the money. And their ads are basically like, look, we get a bad name as personal injury attorneys like, oh, you know, you were injured, so we're going to get you $6 million. Well, is that going to bring your right arm back, which got trapped in a faulty elevator? No, mm-hmm. but their point is you have to have these penalties to sort of punish the companies into, you know, not having elevators that chop your arm off or whatever yeah. the case may be. It is about the money. I have a belief, my personal belief is when it comes to athletes, the good ones, I don't care how much they make. I'm like, pay them. If they can make it and they're paid that money, that's great. What drives me crazy, though, Charge, is when, A, they waste it and they go broke. Mm. That Mm -hmm. really bothers me. And what also bothers me is when they show a full-blown unappreciation for just how insanely much money they make by perhaps turning it down. For example... Rory McIlroy did not play this past weekend down in Harbortown, even though John Rahm, who won the Masters, won, did. won the Masters. Yes, right. yeah. You know, uh, McIlroy missed the cut at the Masters, so he had all weekend to recover. Right. And he was the one that said, "We want to push for these elevated events that require players to play more." But he knew that he was out of hall passes to miss one of these events, and if he missed this one, he was going to forfeit a quarter of last year's player impact bonus money for being a star on tour, this pool of money just to spiff the stars. And he basically said, nah. Don't care. He goes, $3 million, don't need it. A number of his other pros who also are multimillionaires said, well, I I guess Rory doesn't need the $3 million. They were sort of taken aback. I'm pissed off because you could still show up play two more rounds, miss the cut right. again, <laughs> right, <laughs> and then go hand that $3 million 
to a local clinic. charity of your choice. Yes, exactly. It drives me crazy when athletes don't understand how much fucking money that is, how hard it is for the average person to either make anything close to that money or just to fucking feed their family and not live paycheck to paycheck. Ah, am I wrong in that it is about the money? Well, we've all heard stats like one uh, three quarters of NFL players are, have filed bankruptcy within five years of leaving the game. Right. Right. So, you know, it, it, every sport's a little bit different this way. Rory McIlroy has made so much money. He can't spend it all. His kids can't spend it all and their Correct. kids can't spend it all. Um, and so it's it, I. I would like to think that for all the effort it takes to jump on the plane and go play a couple of rounds and go home, that you would take the $3 million and put it to good use. But everybody's worth of what every dollar is, is, is on a sliding scale. You know, you know, you but and I both worked, we, you know, we both worked for nothing. You know, we both made $20,000 in the early stages of our career. And you know what a dollar meant to me then is very different than what it means now. So I'm, I I'm I I wish he would do it, but I don't feel like there's some moral obligation. To I'm do not it. involving morals. I'm not saying it's a moral thing. I'm just saying to miss out on that much money, somebody better have died in your family. And I don't know. Maybe they did. <laughs> so far, Rory has been absolutely wall of silence. Nobody knows why he pulled out. No details. No transparency. That was something else. The tour players that were quoted said, you know. I thought we were going to be more transparent about all this stuff because a lot of yeah. these new rules were cooked up by McElroy with uh, Jay Monahan, and a lot of players didn't like that. That Rory became essentially the shadow commissioner. Yeah, right. And you know, and I think Rory's been good about this stuff traditionally, right? Yes, he's, I feel like he has. He's, he is. He's played big events. He's played some smaller events for an international guy. I think he supported the tour a lot. And I'm surprised that this happened, and it, and it does make me say maybe there's more to the story yeah. because it's him in particular. I know. And it's By the way, my... what do you think? You probably already covered this, but such a touching a Masters. What do you think of Mickelson finishing second? Uh, it doesn't surprise me. Uh, really? That, no, because that course charges like a pinball machine that you j- know just how to play. You know how to trap the ball just right, the bumpers to hit, mm-hmm. how to nudge it how to keep from uh, losing, you know, the ball down the chute and whatnot. Yeah, how much tilt you can give it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's totally, this is Mickelson's play yard. He's still healthy and spry at 54 years old, I guess, now. And so it doesn't surprise me. He got hot. He got hot. He made some putts and he made some shots, so it doesn't surprise me. He hadn't done shit on the live tour. He's finished 30th every week. Yeah. 30th on that tour. So, yeah. All right, let me move on. I was was surprised. And you know what? There's... I. Maybe it's because I grew up with Mickelson and he was so easy to cheer for for so long. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, so I was pretty happy watching to see him do that well. I was I admit yeah. to rooting for him and hoping and hoping he would do well. For the record, I still love Rory. He is my fair haired Irish lad and uh, just hurt me that this was the case because I thought it was very tone deaf. If 2024 is the year you're jetting off to a new country, or even just want to expand your language skills beyond English, then I urge you to check out 
Rosetta Stone today. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years. Why? Because it works. Instead of drilling vocabulary words, with Rosetta Stone, you learn by matching audio from native speakers to visuals, reading stories, participating in dialogues, and other practical language skills that fast track your ability to communicate fluently. Not only is it a more effective way to learn, it's more fun. Rosetta Stone's advanced voice recognition technology gives you feedback on how well you pronounce words. Other language learning apps use speech recognition to detect what you said. Rosetta Stone tells you how well you said it. Rosetta Stone offers 25 languages with lessons available on your computer, phone, or tablet. And with a lifetime membership, you get forever access to all the lessons for all the languages and never pay a renewal fee. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, ZabeCast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little something-something riding on the game. But what happens when the season is over? And my bookie, there is no off-season. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, boxing, heck, table tennis, MMA, and more. If they got it, you can bet it. If the games are being played, the line is on the board at my bookie. Just remember, where you bet, though, is every bit as important, if not more so than what you're betting on. That's why I tell all my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big whatever, or these guys are in the market. Nah, Johnny come latelys. You want to trust them? Trust the bookie I've been working with for years. My bookie. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does it matter? Oh, I don't know. Maybe a million reasons. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. 
Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. That's promo code ZABE and get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid with mybookie.ag. Topic number three, past my bedtime. Kudos to Charles Barkley for calling out the NBA for scheduling Mm -hmm. an 8.30 p.m. local time start for your Timberwolves to get fucking drilled into the ground. No, 9.30 my time, 8.30 local time for Denver. Right, 9.30 Denver time for the Nuggets to drill you guys into the ground like a 10 stake. And you agree that the abuse of fans, not only with late start times, but with this flexing mania, thank God for the Giants and a couple of the teams that stood up to the NFL and the other owners going, we can't flex out of Thursday nights. You're talking about moving three days. What are you talking about here? But they're probably going to adopt it in the next go-round, the next owners' meetings next month. But your thoughts on this uh, late start in Denver? Well, I hate it. I mean, you know, the the Timberwolves game ended at almost 1 a.m., how are you supposed to cultivate fans when you're doing that? And they, it's all about placating the coasts as if the, the whole middle of the country doesn't even exist. Central time in particular gets screwed. And for me, I've got my, my Timberwolves are in the Western Conference. My Wild are in the Western Conference. I've got, I've got a game tonight that I got a wild game tonight that's going to end at midnight. It's so frustrating. <laughs> I just want to watch the sports I love. My baseball doesn't stream anymore because Bally screwed that up. And now I got I look, I go to bed at 10. I'm a normal person. Right. I work a job. I, I, I don't want to be up at I don't want to be up at 12:30 watching the Timberwolves get hammered. That's it's absurd that they do this. And I understand they don't want games at the same time as other games in the playoffs. Don't care, figure it out. Yeah, I agree. Good rant. I'm not. I have nothing to add other than, Amen. Listen to the senator from Minnesota on that. It's an outrage. Topic four. That bird don't come here no more. I've had a bad incident with a bird that, and I'm a bird lover, Church, and you I'm are? a I'm a lover of animals. I don't hunt, mm. even though I'm not anti those who hunt. But I, you know, now that I own a dog, I see in the eyes of every animal the same feeling and same eyes of my sweet puppy Tucker, which is an animal who's scared and doesn't quite understand the world. It understands what it understands and you don't want to harm them. But that said, wild animals can be a fucking pain in the ass sometimes like this bird that started to peck, 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 peck at my window (laughs) because it did not like the bird that it saw in the mirror. Now, if birds had therapists and a good health plan, they could work this out, but they don't. So he really hated this bird in the mirror, which was him. And so he wouldn't stop fucking doing this. We went to extraordinary measures, my wife and I, putting up uh, garbage bags on the outside of the windows. That didn't deter him. It went on for at least a week and a half. So I finally said, all right, let me go dust off the old pellet gun because I have one and see what I can do about it. Now, technically, you're not supposed to shoot certain birds, although certain birds like, say, the uh, house sparrow, common house sparrow, a.k.a. the weaver finch, perfectly free to hunt those. They are absolutely in overabundance and overcompete for stuff. But other songbirds, you're not supposed to be out there plinking. Okay, so maybe I did this, maybe I didn't, but... 
at one point I said, okay, I'm going to have to go Sopranos on this bird where the next thing you know, <laughs> the, the next thing you know, Tony says to Paulie, hey, that, that bird's becoming a problem. You need to take care of it. And then the next thing is going to be like, hey, ever see that bird? I don't know. He don't come around here no more. Yeah, no more. <laughs> so I, so, so I, I end up, you know, I, over the course of Saturday, I'm trying to get a good, clean look at it as I, you know, see him at the window and I go around the corner of my porch to then mm. just lean out from behind, get the gun in, get him into my cross sights, but he's uptight yeah. against the windowsill. I don't want to break my window. With well, no, shot. don't shoot your window. Right. Right. And I don't really have a clean shot. I've got to wait for his head to turn back out towards away from the window to have a shot. And I probably did a dozen tries where I couldn't get him. And I didn't even get a shot off. It's like he turned out and I'm like, all right, well, I'm just going to wait. Yeah. So finally, I get a good clean look and pop, I see feathers fly. <gasps> wow. Okay. I, I then see the bird, though, fly off in a wounded sort of wobbly fashion with not much bird vigor. And so I chase after it onto the property. Yeah, now you, gotta, now you have to finish the bird. Finish him off like the Russian yes. in the woods in Pine Barrens. <laughs> but much like the Russian in the woods in Pine Barrens, I scoured over the hillside on my property, which is not small, and I couldn't find it. It's like, fuck, all right, well, maybe he's like the Russian. <laughs> he got off into the woods. What am I going to do? Hopefully he's not suffering, but he's not pecking out my window. So I'm not suffering because it literally right. was driving me and my wife crazy. Pink, 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 pink. Imagine that all day. Pink, 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 pink. So lo and behold, I'm on my mower and I'm on the far extreme northwest corner of my property where there's some wooded area. And I hop off to go take a leak into the trees because that's what is my prerogative. Nobody's going to see me. And what? Doth my eyes <laughs> a bird with a wounded wing hopping, no. hopping around the underbrush that looked exactly like yes it isn't that that Russian that bird that was mm -hmm. over by the window now at this point I'm like shit I don't know my gun on me he's down under these branches he's not moving real fast but he's moving faster than i can get to him oh, okay I, so you can't so i'm like what just, am i so like yeah. what am i gonna do am i gonna get a rock and bash it to <laughs> pieces like i don't want to be a fucking savage here right so i said okay i'm gonna finish mowing the lawn and then later on I get the air gun. I'm going to go back to that corner of the property see if he's still around see if right. i can't take care of this problem once and for all well, I got done mowing and I took a nap and I forgot about it. So I've done no <laughs> reconnaissance since then. Here's the question. How bad of a guy am I that I'm not doing an exhaustive search to find the bird and put it out of its misery? I'll hang up you and listen to your answer off the air. You can't start this conversation by saying you're a bird lover. And then knowing that this bird has no ability to feed itself or no. you know care for itself, you're no. just letting that that happen out out in your your back ten. I'm hoping uh, a fox finds it. Yeah, right, <laughs> the chain of life, right, right there. Circle the, of life. Because sparrow, oh, lots of meat on that sparrow. <laughs> well, here's the thing: as a as a committed 
purple Martin landlord, which I think I've told you about. I've talked about on the podcast. I have two Martin colonies, and they're wonderful. I love these birds. They're purple. They fly around. They eat bugs. They make cute little chirping. They're migratory charts. They come here from South America every summer. Just and they'll remember. Yeah. Oh, they'll yeah. remember your yard at, from South America, Yes, which is staggering. Yeah, I don't have, know. It's amazing they can do that. Plus, they have scouts that will look for good nesting spots, almost all of which are human, either the gourd-style nests or these birdhouses mm-hmm. that we erect. But, um, you know, the sparrows really, really compete. They're here all year round. They don't migrate, and they'll have three or four broods a year, and you're allowed to exterminate as many of them as possible. So I have done the deal where I've gotten behind in cleaning out the sparrows nesting in those house box. And I have pulled out a nest full of live pink <gasps> chicks, wriggling babies. Yeah. And I've had to dump them into a garbage can, Aww. take them to the edge of the property and dump them in a pile thinking circle of life <laughs> i'm like some snake or a raccoon is gonna be like i smell something but yeah it's uh, it's awful you know i don't want to be part of the savagery that is nature but then again i'm witness to it because one time i came back from the beach and there was nothing but carnage on one of my houses of purple martins mm-hmm. feathers blood guts yep. you name it probably an owl Probably you, an owl. Now, you've had owls before. I remember joining you one time on your show one morning, and it was you were complaining about a nuisance owl in your backyard. <laughs> hoo, hoo, hoo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I, which I assume was the problem, right? Well, if if you have an owl, look, you just you, you turn up the noisemaker while you're trying to fall asleep or put in earplugs. You're not going to go after one of those. Those are a spectacular bird. I've only oh, they seen are. they're I've, unbelievable. Yeah, I've only seen one in the wild ever, and it was like me too. Oh, holy shit, that's a fucking owl. It's staggering. You know the amazing thing of the owl, uh, and I had one one time years ago. It was about ninety late nineties. I'm working late on our magazine to, that has to go to press, and I'm leaving the. It's in the summer, and I'm leaving our our uh, our our office at about nine p.m. But it's still bright then uh, because it's the dead of summer. And in the parking lot, right at me, coming right at me at eye level, is an owl with about a five foot wingspan, <gasps> and and Zabe. It is dead silent, and it's looking right at me, and it comes right at head level, and just just before my head, it goes up over me, and it was, it was, I had never seen anything like it in my life. I'm like, oh my God, this owl is like the perfect killing machine. Oh, yeah. You know, the big talons, the side, how silent it was. Oh, man, and how big it was when it had the wings out. And this was in suburban Minnesota, and I'm, I was just like, wow, owl. I had a new appreciation. Now, let me ask you this. Yeah. Did did the Zabin family ever dabble, either when you were a kid or with your kids, ever dabble in keeping a bird as a pet? pet. No. No. <laughs> that takes a certain amount of old lady lonely and old lady <laughs> crazy to keep a pet. Or maybe your Kojak. Or uh, who was the, no, Beretta. Didn't Beretta have a pet? Beretta had the parrot. He had the <laughs> parrot. That's right. Yes. Now, the the bird as a pet ranks one slot below the fish and one spot above the snake. 
I had the I had a growing up, my parents got a cockatiel. Not a, a cockatoo. Not a cockatoo. A cockatiel. What's and we the difference? Don't know. I uh, can't tell you anymore. I knew that. One's a two. <laughs> two. Yeah, two. Ver- I, I don't know for sure. But we, for whatever reason, they thought this would be a good idea. This is the worst pet ever outside of maybe the snake, which I think is worse. But that's just me. Here's the thing about the, the cockatoo as a pet. Number one, if you want to interact with it at all, you got to take it out of its cage, whereupon it shits on everything. You cannot train <laughs> the bird not to just poop wherever it wants. So you're incentivized to never interact with the with the bird whatsoever. And so after a couple of weeks of cleaning up poop everywhere around the house, we're like, screw this, my brother and I. We're not doing anything with this thing again. And <laughs> So after a while, it becomes this just enormous burden on the family to clean the cage and do something with this bird, which is now trapped in the in the bird, the little birdhouse that we've got like 24 seven, which is cruel. So eventually in time, the bird had, quote, an escape and got outside. Yes. And that was the end of the Charchian cockatiel. Yeah, that's sort of like our first dog when I was a kid, Brownie. Who was a stray we took in, and one day he was just gone. And it's still a cold case in the Zabin family files. We believe yeah. my mom, who was not very much into dogs, took it out to Manassas, Virginia, some 40 miles away from McLean, and just pushed it out the door and said, Good luck, kid, and turned around. Uh, she says she yeah. never did that. She's like, No, the dog ran away just like it came to us. And secondly, you guys never fed it. <laughs> Get this, Zabe. Talk about a self-fulfilling prophecy. We had the exact same thing that went down the same way. My mom is today and has always been the primary culprit on this. They named the dog Boondoggle. (laughs) That they knew from the moment they got that puppy home that this was a big mistake. And funny, Boondoggle ran away about five months later and never to be seen again and uh, was roaming the streets of St. Paul, Minnesota. Oh, my God. All right, let's move through some more of these topics real quick, and then we'll get to the big finished. Uh, Cut five, tidy garages. I did something today as I was in my garage that I'm going to try to do more of. I sat for about 15 minutes and painstakingly reorganized my drill bits into several (laughs) drill bit caddies and took time to put my glasses on to get a flashlight to read the teensy tiny markings on the drills like oh this one's 560 15 64ths that's a tick under a quarter of an inch okay oh it belongs here And it was a pain in the ass, but I actually said to myself, you know what? You fucking deserve it because you're a lazy-ass craftsman. You'll use your tools, get done, and just throw them on the the desk or the workbench and be done with it. And that's why a garage is a mess. I'm committed this summer, Charge, to having a garage that will take your breath when you walk into it. Now, are you clean and organized is going to be, I I'm a hundred percent on board with this. And by the way, I commend you on your GCM, your greatest common multiple use of frac of fractions, something you never (laughs) thought you would ever, ever actually use nicely done on that. (laughs) I'm I'm very impressed. I remember that homework. Well, from fourth grade. Um, Yeah. Are you going to do the, the sign, the sure sign that you are committed to your, your garage, which is when you, 
do the when you do that coating the on the fancy floor, floor paint. Yes, uh, that, no, because yes. this is this is the second garage that is the outdoor equipment garage, the mower, oh, the golf cart. So it's more of a shed than a well, garage. No, it's a full garage. It's attached to the house by way of a breezeway. You know, right now people yeah, like but, but you're fucking, using it. Yeah, this like a shed. radio guy. Opulence, I has it. I have two garages. Fuck you. Yes. I drive a Camry though, so you know, it's not like I'm rolling around in a Benz. Okay, moving right <laughs> along. Cut six. Manfred's inadvertent truth. Your twins are one of the teams that has <laughs> conveniently stiffed Major League Baseball for their, their cable money. Which yes. Is, which is fantastic. Or no, I'm sorry. Your your RSN. Correct. Bally's Sports Minnesota. North. Bally's Sports North. But okay. yes. Uh, they have said, yeah, you know what, twins? We don't have the money right now. We're kind of going through <laughs> bankruptcy. But I don't know. Maybe we could work something out. And so I saw where MLB in their filing said, it's outrageous that the uh, the debtors think they can rewrite the contract because basically, you know, Bally's like, look, we could pay you, but we need to cut this like by 50%. Yeah. <laughs> Baseball's like, where's <laughs> our fucking no. money? <laughs> right. <laughs> so here and- was, here was Manfred, uh, the commissioner's inadvertent truth talking about the cable landscape and the challenges that are here and coming further for baseball and other sports. He goes, look, the old model, you'd have bundles, cable bundles in which, you know, you'd have pretty much the subsidization of these, yes. you know, regional sports nets. He said, and this is amazing, he goes, quote, you know, it's a great business model if you can get a lot of people who don't want your product or maybe <laughs> don't right. even know they're paying for it <laughs> to <right>. actually <laughs> foot the bill. But that right. doesn't exist anymore. And I'm like, wow, dude, did you just say that out loud? Yes, he's that's a hundred percent true because as much as we think sports and your favorite sports team and your your market is a really, really big deal, most of your direct TV or cable subscribers don't give a rat's ass, never watch it, and you know, let me know if they get to the World Series. And those people have been subsidizing these expensive sports packages all this time. And the rest of us have enjoyed relatively inexpensive access to those teams and those that's all over now, because if you look at what these what you have to pay to just buy a baseball package by itself, it's like two, three hundred dollars a year. Yeah. Twenty bucks a month. It's yes, at least at least. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be by the way, 20 bucks a month with blackouts. So I mean, it's twenty dollars a month on MLB.com, and I can't see my own team play in its local market. Yeah, it's outrageous. They're gonna have to figure something out. But uh, bottom Same. line is, it's gonna get more expensive for us to watch our sports on TV. We too, when, Charge, have been freeloading for quite some time. When I when I asked Twitter, how the hell am I supposed to see the Twins? Yeah, most of the responses were illegal international streaming sites. Right. Like, you know, because that's all you that's all you got left anymore. Yeah, that's what we have to do now. I've been forced to be if not that I would do that. But somebody like me that wants to follow the twins and doesn't want to pay for like, I don't know, well, direct TV. Maybe you're, you're maybe, forced into this. Maybe we need to pair up and get a out of market buddy and then just share passwords. 
Well, they've obviously gotten a lot better at that, as proven by you know Netflix and others, HBOs. You know they Cracking can trap that stuff, it. but maybe, but that, but I'm interested. I'm not saying no. Yeah, VPN, shared passwords. There's probably a way around mm-hmm. it. I'm not sure. Cut There's, VPNs are part of it. Cut seven. Wait, wait. Hear me out. Ever hear an idea for something in sports that at first you're like, it's "Fucking crazy, get out of here with that nonsense," and then you're like, "Well, actually, wait a minute." Do you have anything that is borderline crazy that you would like to say, wait, wait, hear me out on this? Because I heard something. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Hold that thought. I heard something okay. yesterday. It's not my idea, but I'm actually, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And people will say, have you lost your goddamn mind? Watching, <laughs> watching the playoff at Harbortown was kind of boring because they went 18-18, then 18-17-18. No, What's up, Scraps? You see that turkey? That's gra- Go get that yeah, turkey. Yeah, that was Scraps. Go right. get the turkey, Go Scraps. Go get the turkey. It was, it was kind of boring, but it was proper. It was traditional. Somebody said they should start the golfers on 17 and say you need to hole out on 18, figure it out. Lowest score wins. <laughs> what? So wait, you start ah, in yes! the 17th tee box? Yes. You just need to, whoever gets to 18 and fewer strokes wins? Yes. That is amazing. Yes. Oh, God. Can you go fucking Through the gallery. Oh, through, yes. oh, God, it'd be so much fun. Because at, oh, at, what an idea. <laughs> right, because <laughs> at, at Town, 17 is a par three that's at a right angle to 18. So I'm mm-hmm. thinking you could probably hit something over the corner of the trees, but there's more risk involved. Where do you go to? What is your plan? I mean, it would be a fucking electric factory of fun. And it's it's just sports. You know, it'd be like, hey, you know, best strategy, best play wins. The traditionalists would hate it. Okay, what is your wait, wait, hear me out? Mine is this. The best two playoffs in sports are football and March Madness. The thing they've got in common is they are single elimination. (laughs) Basketball and hockey, the NHL and the NBA should be single elimination playoffs. Get the fuck out of here. Everybody would watch every game just like they do with March Madness because everything's on the line in every game. You get the crazy upsets, the Cinderella stories that you do not get now. Right now, they're working to ensure the best team wins. Fuck that. Let's go for drama. Let's go for upsets. Let's embrace the best team tonight wins. And you know what? Everybody will watch and they will love it because you know there's going to be an ultimate winner and loser that night. When game five comes in an NBA series or an NHL series, maybe one team is up, you know, three, one, maybe there will, maybe there will be a deciding game. Maybe there won't. You never know for sure if you're going to have a deciding game until game seven. (laughs) And then you start like, okay, I'm watching this is game seven. Everything's on the line. The brilliant, the brilliance of March madness is the single elimination. The whole thing would go down the drain. If they did best of three, best of five, I want that for the NHL and well, the NBA. Then you would have to have every team in the NBA play. You can't no, cut the league. I, you, and, you don't. March Madness doesn't have every team play. Well, but there's not enough product charge. 
you're reducing the amount of product on the shelf by 75% going to Yes, this. I am. Less is more, Zay, oh, because everybody okay. would be galvanized by <laughs> these games. Why don't you make and- it so that the one seeds in the NBA get to play the worst team in their conference as a reward and as a warm-up? That'd be fine. And there's still the peril of, hey, you could fuck mm-hmm. up and lose to the to the Magic. But I'm not a fan of this because the Bucks would be out, the Suns would be out, and the Warriors would be out. Yes. Or <laughs> or, or they would have tried harder knowing that it's all on the line tonight. Giannis got hurt. <laughs> the Heat, uh, that, that's the heat shot a million percent that, from three. Fuck that. <laughs> that is going to happen, and I'm okay with that. And I'm, I, I am convinced it would be the best thing. That's how you would turn playoffs that some people care about into playoffs everybody cares about just like march madness and football all right cut eight this will be our last one i'll save the other two for later succession they are talking about it being in the pantheon of all-time great hbo shows you apparently are all the way up to just one episode behind yeah i'm uh, i'm through episode three and i think they're on episode four on season what number is this four and how many seasons will it go Four. This is it. Okay. This is it. I got to tell you, Charge, maybe I was in a bad mood when I started watching it. I think it's one of the shittiest, stupidest, (laughs) popular shows (laughs) I have ever seen. I think its production values are crap. I can see the corner cutting and the cost cutting and how they shot certain scenes using green screens. I thought the characters were not believable. They were not interesting the dialogue was terrible i couldn't find my rooting myself rooting for or against any of them and i basically didn't give a shit about what happened to logan roy's company with all these fucking kids in the family maybe i'm missing something you tell me as a fan of the show and how much do you like it what am i missing i think it's an eight out of ten and it's enough that i have i have followed it through four seasons uh i disagree with many of the things that you said not all of them, but many of them. I think it is well acted. I think the biggest problem that Succession has, and you didn't mention this, is zero likable characters. There is nobody that you want to back out of this entire group. You want everybody to fail. They all deserve horrible things. They should all be in jail. They should all get murdered. It's They are horrible people doing horrible things to other horrible people. Mm-hmm. And for at least me, Zabe, I want to have somebody to emotionally attach to who I want to see a positive outcome come from. And there's nobody to like in this show. <laughs> yeah. How far are you in it? Oh, I, I dropped out after four episodes, three and a half four episodes. Ep- All right. That's I said, fair. I, said, I think th- I, I, that's said fair. I, I literally can't stand this show. Now I'm a huge fan of Yellowstone because I find the dialogue way better. I find mm-hmm. the characters more interesting. And there are some people you can kind of root for, but there's also some real tension and holy fuck, did that happen? In fact, there's one scene in Yellowstone that I honestly wish I had never seen. A brutal uh, uh, office invasion, murder, almost rape scene Mm. involving one of the stars. I was like, that was way too graphic and why can I not stop thinking about it? But compelling cinematography with it set against the Western mountains and the horses. I call it horse Pranos because it's like the Sopranos, but with horses <laughs> on horseback, <laughs> you know, and I love Kevin Costner. I'm a complete Kevin Costner fanboy extreme. No, Zabe. 
Come on. Oh, I am. Kevin Costner. Yeah. In, now, okay, I have not seen Yellowstone, which many people believe is his finest work ever, so that's fine. I'll set that aside. He plays the same exact guy himself in every movie. You can take Kevin Costner from Tin Cup and put the exact same guy into Dances with Wolves, and it's the same guy. It's just Kevin Costner playing himself. You can take it's every single one. You can take his Robin Hood character, and you can pick that guy up, put him into Waterworld. Same dude. He has the least range of any actor to make as much money as he has. Oh, my God. Name a role where he said to stretch to play that guy it's it's hard to be a totally different guy when you're as stunningly handsome and as <laughs> engaging as he is charge i mean Wait. what are you gonna do okay. so, are you saying that the reason tom hanks plays so many unique interesting characters is because he's ugly he can't just fall back on his good looks uh not have to think about that one fair point to you my friend uh to me my personal list is Modern TV shows, Sopranos 1, Breaking Bad 2, Game of Thrones, Deadwood, Seinfeld, The Office, Family Guy, Curb, Simpsons, and then ER from way back when I was a young man, when I wore a younger man's pants. Uh, two or three podcasts ago between us, I should we played a clip from Patriot that you loved and you cackled at appropriately, and I will encourage you and your listeners to go back and to watch. watch just at least try a couple episodes of Patriot, one of the great subtle drama comedies of all time. Okay. And the reason that The Wire is not on my list, people, is because yeah. you know I'm working on it. I understand it belongs in the pantheon with The Sopranos and Breaking Bad, but I've only watched a couple shows. So let me just give me time. i got to work on uh, The Wire and Major League, which has also tilted people that I have not seen Major League. So. Wow, I am surprised by that, too. Hey, look, we all have our blind spots, stuff we have to work on. All right, let Pepper and Scraps get out in the Minnesota snow and go chase them turkeys. Charge, I'll talk to you next week. Thanks. Bye-bye. Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little something-something riding on the game. But what happens when the season is over? At my bookie, there is no off-season. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, boxing, heck, table tennis, MMA, and more. If they got it, you can bet it. If the games are being played, the line is on the board at my bookie. Just remember, where you bet, though, is every bit as important, if not more so than what you're betting on. That's why I tell all my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big whatever, or these guys are in the market. Nah. Johnny come lately's. You want to trust them? Trust the bookie I've been working with for years. My bookie. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does it matter? Oh, I don't know. Maybe a million reasons. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. That's promo code Zabe. And get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid with mybookie.ag. Say goodbye 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.